Hi class, this is your instructor, Skylar Huff. Now we're here in chapter 3. So here in chapter 3, I'll begin at the macromolecules. So in case you don't know, these are really large molecules, and these molecules are the basis for which life that exists. So I'll begin with the two types of reactions that occur here to allow these molecules to be made and broken down. Or, to put another way, the building being anabolic, and of course the breaking down of such things being catabolic. So I have the condensation reaction, or even the dehydration synthesis reaction. You can call this reaction either of those two. It occurs when there are covalently linking monomers, and in that happening, water is removed during the reaction, and of course, it combines those monomers. So it takes those smaller pieces and makes them into a larger piece. For instance, I played with Legos as a child, and I enjoy playing with those Legos. So as I refer to the Legos, think of the Lego pieces laying on the floor. Those Lego pieces laying on the floor are the monomers that will come together to form some polymer, or to make that wall that you're building as you sat on the floor playing with Legos earlier in life. Contrasting would be the hydrolysis reaction. And to help you out, just think of break with water. So in this reaction class, polymers can be broken down to their component monomers by a hydrogen atom, or a hydrogen ion rather, from water attaching to one monomer, and the hydroxide, or hydroxyl from water, attached to the other monomer. So from this, what was larger is broken down into what is now something smaller, its component parts, and the monomers they are. And if you have not yet reviewed, go back to find out what these hydrocarbons are, meaning these organic compounds that consist only of carbon and hydrogen, and also review those functional groups, because those functional groups are what give the properties of these organic molecules we're about to build. Now, I move on to the macromolecule itself. So as, as I said earlier, they're giant molecules called polymers, meaning a polymer is a giant molecule, and it's produced by linking together the small organic compounds called monomers. So to review, monomers build polymers. The four classes or four types are the carbohydrates, the lipids, proteins, and nucleic acids. So I will review those in the very same order. And the way in which I'll do it is by class. After I give you the class, meaning whether it's a carbohydrate, a lipid, a protein, or a nucleic acid, I'll then describe that. From there, I'll describe what it looks like for identification purposes. And then finally, I'll give the function of each of these four things. I'll begin with the carbohydrates. The carbohydrates, these things here, consist mainly of carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. And examples of such include starch, which is found in plants, glycogen, typically found in animals, and I would say all organisms on Earth contain enzymes to break down these things. So the difference in glycogen and starch, as opposed to cellulose, will be those alpha 1 to 4 linkages. With cellulose, it has beta 1 to 4 linkages, and, it, and we lack enzymes to digest cellulose. So, of course, to review these things, whole grains and things such as vegetables remain fibrous. Hence, after you eat that lovely salad you enjoy having, or even spinach, just know that those things will remain fibrous and help provide fiber for your digestive system.
So, the three different types of carbohydrates I'll get to now are the monosaccharides, the disaccharides, and polysaccharides. Monosaccharides are simple sugars. They have these five carbon or pentose molecules, and if you think of the shape, think of the shape of the pentagon. An example of that would be ribose, and with that, they could also be six carbon molecules, such as glucose or fructose. And of course, these are hexose in shape. Next are the disaccharides. So of course, you gain the disaccharides by linking together two monosaccharides, such as glucose and galactose, to make lactose the disaccharide. But simply put, disaccharides are two sugars linked by glyc glycosidic bonds. Other examples of disaccharides are maltose and sucrose. Finally, the polysaccharides. Polysaccharides are, as I said before, glycogen, cellulose, and even starch. So, I will give you functions. So, the functions of monosaccharides are to provide your cells with fuel. So, I put here cellular fuel. They provide structure of the plant cell wall, and they're here for energy storage and even a component in nucleic acids. The same can be said about the disaccharides. They're there providing cellular fuel. And then, of course, I always say it's the form, I repeat, the form of sugar that is transported in plants. I like to think of sucrose and a bit of glucose as well. And then finally, the polysaccharides here are for energy storage yet again. They're the structural component of plant cell walls too. Next, I move on to the lipids. So the lipids are a special class, and they're not technically not a macromolecule, but they're always linked with them. So, of course, we're still here with carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and, of course, sometimes there will be phosphorus and nitrogen. So they contain much less oxygen and much less carbon and hydrogen compared to the, to the carbohydrates. Fats are one class or type. Phospholipids are the second type. And the final two are the steroids and the carotenoids. Fats are a combination of glycerol with one to three fatty acids. So I say again, fats are made up of glycerol with one to three fatty acids. So just look for that glycerol at the end. It kind of looks like a circle, that glycerol head region. And then, of course, those fatty acid tails. So they have a double bond, meaning those double bond linkages. And, of course, those make them unsaturated. They make them unsaturated. And then, of course, what fats do for us is provide us with energy storage and, of course, much more energy than you would find in the carbohydrates. They provide cellular fuel and as well as thermal insulation. Thermal insulation. The phospholipids. They're composed of glycerol and they are attached to two fatty acids. So I say again, phospholipids are composed of a glycerol head region with two fatty acid tails, as you'll always hear. So look at that glycerol head with two fatty acid tails hanging down. So it's an organic base containing phosphorus. So there's a glycerol side chain, and as I said before, it contains phosphorus as well as nitrogen. This is a cell membrane component, and of course, the fats are also a component of the cell. Next, I get down to the steroids. So steroids look completely different. So they are complex molecules containing carbon atoms in four, I repeat, four attached rings. So three contains six carbons, and the fourth contains five carbons. 
and they looked markedly different. You'll be able to identify these pretty well. So, some steroids are hormones, others help to form cholesterol. They're in bowel salts, of course, needed for digestion. They're in vitamin D, as well as the cell membrane. And then finally, the carotenoids. I'll keep it simple with these. They're the orange and yellow pigments. I won't get any more specific than that. And of course, you find them in vitamin A and retinol. Class, I'll end part one of two here, and then we'll pick up things in just a moment with proteins as well as nucleic acids. Thank you all for listening, and please do study well.